Uh, good morning, or good afternoon in your case. It is good afternoon in my case. It is the 30th November, 2023. Yeah. Here we are at 11 twelfths of the year gone almost. Well, it's been, uh, where does the time go? I don't know. It's, it's one of those mysterious things in, in life that just seems to be here and you you know don't ask me what i did yesterday but you know time does fly is it because you don't want to tell me what you did yesterday <laughs> no i just i don't remember <laughs> 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 i guess nothing earth shattering really well you know every day there's something earth shattering that happens yes that's true yeah i, I mean it's too depends on your perspective Mm -hmm. so, uh, if you won the lottery yesterday for, I don't know, however many millions the lottery is worth these days, it would be earth shattering for you and for me too, because you probably wouldn't talk to me again because you, you'd take your $480 million and be disappearing somewhere. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that because I saw this morning that the lottery was won in Ontario somewhere. So, Well, I can tell you that I didn't win it for one absolutely positive reason you didn't buy a ticket i didn't buy a ticket <laughs> i didn't buy a ticket and you know i don't it's almost frivolous now it back in the day now we're not going back too far here when i used to when i bought gas i would go into the convenience store or whatever the gas station having to pay the bill mm -hmm. because you could buy a lottery ticket while you're in there yeah. And I used to always, not always, and more often than not, I'd fill fill the tank uh, when gas is like you know, dollar ten a liter, and uh, buy a lottery ticket, you know, a scratch card, I should say. Yeah. And it was for four bucks or five bucks. You know what? You know, just maybe I'll get lucky, and occasionally you want a ticket for uh, mm. one, once I won fifty bucks. Yeah. Oh, right. Uh, but I now I, I don't even do that anymore because it's well, part of paying is, too much for gas. That's right. Part of it is is you don't have that four bucks left to, <laughs> to buy. Well, that it, it 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 you never used to think twice about you know dropping four or five mm -hmm. bucks off just for fun. I mean, really a whim. You know your chances of winning are pretty yeah. pretty low. Uh, so, but it was it was always oh what the heck what's 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 four bucks what's five bucks for a scratch card, um, but now, uh, you just don't do that, at least I don't do that. Well, I think uh, I I've got two younger brothers and we formed a little syndicate. So instead of buying tickets, each of us buying tickets every week, we now buy them every third week, and it doesn't make a difference. As my mom always said, when you're meant to win, you'll win, and not before. So with those words of wisdom, I just said, well, if you don't have a ticket, you ain't going to win. But if you happen to miss a draw or something, well, the sun's still going to come up in the east and set in the west. I don't think it's really going to change much. Uh, I wouldn't be so sure. Someone might say east is not east. It's something else. Well, that's true. We the are rate we're going. They flip there. everything around. <laughs> we're dealing with the woke generation. We're dealing with lunatics. 
<laughs> AKA woke generation. Oh my goodness. Be careful because YouTube may think we're picking on somebody. Uh, no, no. I don't I don't think that that would be the case. We're just kind of making fun. Is yeah, that I, somebody? Is that <laughs> let's not go down this rabbit hole? It is a rabbit hole. It is a rabbit. Yeah. Uh there's been lots of stuff in the last uh week or so that has come across my desk, which is like Groundhog Day. The, the, yeah. the border is still wide open with lots of people pouring in in the southern U.S. border. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of people coming into Canada unabated. Uh, Ireland has problems with uh, its migrant population. It's apparently... And the Netherlands is starting to look at immigration very closely and yeah, um, my news here that uh, the latest poll for here in Canada, three in four people say immigration is not the answer. It's the cause of the problems for high housing. And so, yeah, I, you know, I think that's partially true. I don't mm -hmm. think that the, the cost of high, high housing uh, you know, supply and demand is clearly there's not enough supply for the demand. And by bringing in a million and 400,000 people a year, it acerbates the problem of, of supply. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the government has never asked us for our opinion ever in this country what we thought of immigration policy. No. no. And this particular bunch, frankly, could care less, which is why uh, uh, the leader of the government of Canada has a, a whopping 22% poll uh support level tied evenly with his his uh uh pal who keeps him in power the of the third rung of the government of canada uh opposition i search the uh, level of government parties party wise it's just the new democratic party and uh he's 22 percent as well uh and this is by Nick Nanos, which is a, a fairly reputable left of center pollster. That's true. And uh, on my way home this afternoon, before we started, I was listening to a guy from that outfit. I can't remember his name. May have been him. May have been him himself. Mr. The guy Nick Nanos, who said, if this particular government wants to be reelected, they're going to have to totally reboot. Their policies because they haven't a chance in hell at this rate well i think we've talked about that before that uh polls mean absolutely nothing until the day of the election and, and even not so much then it's being able to look back in retrospect and say gee our poll was right you know this government may be decimated because of the poll numbers but really it's it's a snapshot is all it is that's and, right and that's, that's right changing. But it, it is certainly giving uh, folks some jawboning opportunities. Yeah. Uh, Very true, yeah. And, and uh, one of the more uh, desperate things I see happening uh, in, in these, these leg like I call them legacy governments now, just like we call legacy media. So we have legacy governments who are literally falling apart, whether it's the bunch here in Ottawa or the bunch down in Washington or the bunch over in London, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they're tired. They look old. They look worn out. They, they act 
like they don't have any responsibility whatsoever for the people, the constituents who elected them. It's, it's the common thread there is they they seem to heaven forbid should I use the word don't give a shit about the uh, people who voted them in or who, who they're supposed to be looking after, and it's just a tired bunch. Uh, and and what when you when you see uh, some of the things that they do in order to hang on to power by making up stories and smear campaigns against anybody who questions them or or trying to pass legislation that dare you ask the question and you must be some kind of a denier and you should be uh, dealt with by the by the full extent of the law of some <laughs> something they invent to protect yeah. themselves with. This is hugely dangerous stuff, you know. Um, well, that's true, I, and I think we we kind of spoke a little bit last week on that of the uh, the one reporter from one of the news stations here who asked a question, and when the question wasn't answered, pushed forward on the the uh, the question, and, and it dealt with the why doesn't the government uh, designate the Iranian uh, guard as as a terrorist group and. Uh, to this day, nobody's really answered why they will or why they won't. But they fixed this reporter's uh, little red wagon, I guess, and said, uh, that's fine. Your microphone shut off. <laughs> so you can yell questions, but we don't have to answer you anymore because you don't have a microphone. And that, that I guess it gets down to the, the whole issue of governments, right? They're a necessary evil. I guess you have to go out and vote, hopefully to make a difference. But the reality is, and it, it, at least it seems to me, is, is that once you've elected these people, everything that they've said to get elected has self-served them to get into government so that they can start lining their own pockets. And I, you know, at any rate, I don't care whether it's in Canada, in the United States, in Britain, or politicians used to be a very um, respected group, and I'm going way, way back here now. Going your age, Bob. Long yeah. time since respected. Now you, you you take the old adage: How do you know that he's lying? Well, first his lips are moving, right? I mean, just. <laughs> well, you know the obfuscation uh, that these uh, folks are able to practice when asked a straightforward question is frightening. I don't know how they, you know, they really and truly, they must not have a, a mirror anywhere in their house. I think that's so they would look into that and they would see liar written across here. I mean, I, I watched uh, on the you know, Sunday shows, you have uh, the usual uh, mm -hmm. questions by the legacy legacy media, like the failing legacy governments, the, leg the failing legacy media still thinks that you know they have something to offer on a Sunday afternoon to to you know, thinking mm -hmm. voters who might want to watch one of these political hacks uh, interviewed uh, uh, and who would, would actually provide real honest responses to you know real tough questions and they they almost unanimously fail on it. But the one that really got me was uh, the the one they did with uh, the American community, political community, who went on and on and on. I'm not going to name names, but what it shows, but that the economy is just doing fabulous. Okay, and you're going, 
what planet are these people living on? All right. And it was the fourth cheapest Thanksgiving in American history. But well, which was the third or the same? They never tell you. They make up stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, the Minister of Finance slash Deputy Minister of Canada is on a similar kind of a show and is asked a straightforward question about how is this deficit sustainable? Where are you getting all this money from going forward? And she goes on on tangent about how of the G7 countries, Canada is the best, got the best ratings and the lowest deficit and blah, blah. Yeah, a country of 40 million has a low deficit compared to the folks to the south of us here, country of 340, probably 350 million now with the number of folks are in there who have a, yeah, we have a lower deficit because there's only 40 million people in this country. And so, oh, and then we have a wonderful credit rating yet yeah, right now, but you can't project that into the future, but that's okay. But answer the question about things like, where did the $54 million for the uh, arrive can money go? Arrive scan, yeah. Arrive scan, yeah. And the lips are sealed. Suddenly her eyes glaze over and she goes off on a tangent wearing, well, wearing her little I support Ukraine, you know, thing on, yeah. her, on her lapel. And, this has well, got nothing to do with it. Like how much money have we as a you know a 40 million person country and even to our neighbors to the south, which has virtually 10 times our population, how much money have they put in to help the Iranian, uh, not the Iranian, the... Uh, the well, they gave them money too. The, well, that too, but the Ukraine... Uh, fight this war and whether it needs to be fought whether it doesn't need to be fought is is in my point at this point is moot when we got the head of our chief of defense staff in canada saying i don't know if we got enough gas to put in our boats i don't know if we got enough way to to get our airplanes off the ground you know like yeah well billions and billions of dollars sent overseas and and you know, our own military are suffering. I think you mentioned last week, you know, we've, we've got some of our, our military and some of our veterans that are they're sleeping in tents, for gosh sake. And and that is just patently wrong. <clears throat> well, that's a that's my bump there. Yeah. Well, look, the the whole business of war is messy. But if you don't intend to pursue it to win, don't get involved or don't do proxy wars. Proxy wars are very, very dangerous. Mm -hmm. uh, first of all, it's deadly to those who are getting killed by uh, virtue of the fact that they're at the front line, but the people paying the bills are fat and and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and warm and safe 5,000 miles away, mm -hmm. which is what we are seeing at the moment, particularly with the Ukraine-Russia conflict. Uh, but more importantly, uh, you know, there's, there's a... There's a uh, military problem that we have in the west which is uh we're not there to win we're there to cause trouble uh and that's you know napoleon if you want to look at history you know he came back from the dead literally after he was uh, uh um uh, prisoned in elba and he escaped and went on to cause yet another war and it wasn't until he ended up in St. Helena, once again, locked up. But this guy, 
had things going for him that do not work for us today in our situation. I'll, I'll give you an example. When he decided that he was going to return to France and lead the glorious French to become the, the master of, of Europe, he had a homogenous country of Frenchmen who followed him all the way to the mess in Moscow, okay? Because they believed he was at the front of the line. You know, whether you agree with what he did or not, he was a leader of a country who led the country all across the, the plains uh, mm -hmm. of uh, the steppes of <clears throat> Russia, right, right to Moscow. Now, well, mm -hmm. now, history shows that was, in the end, not a good idea. But my point is that he, he rallied the troops, he, you know, mm -hmm. and he was at the front of the line. He wasn't at the back somewhere sipping, uh, you know, cappuccinos and the barking out orders. Okay. Today, yeah. this bunch that is running the, the, these, these various wars, you know, uh, they're bedecked with medals, but they're sitting around in, in various back rooms thousands of miles away from the front, having other people getting killed. Okay. Moreover, when you talk about the military in, 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 in how, it's, how it is in the Western countries, okay, let's look at NATO. It's a hodgepodge of equipment. It's a hodgepodge of leadership. There's no common thread through the entire bunch on what they're supposed to be doing. They fight among themselves. The U.S. military is so wanting a person. No one wants to go in the military. What the heck for? Are you kidding? Uh, are you, in the meantime, you're talking, you, you're running a, 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 a government that disdains its military in this country, okay? Because uh, it's, it, it, and, and, and at the same time, puffs itself up about how it's going to be a leader in the world and freedom fighting. I mean, what are you talking about? But there's no cohesion here. What, what leader comes to mind right now in 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 the uh, Western world that can be like a Napoleon say we got to deal with this problem and who's behind me which one of these individuals actually goes to the front of the line and say I'm just as much to stick my neck out as you folks behind me are going to no there's there's no cohesion here yeah no. so you know this 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 business of we're going to show the world what we're going to do with our woke nonsense. This is silly, you know, and dangerous as hell. Yeah. Well, even don't have to go back to Napoleon. And, and <clears throat> at, at, I won't say that he was leader at the time, but uh, Jack Kennedy for the leadership and uh, I guess courage and bravery that he had shown, uh, you know, one, he was not a well man and no. he fought like heck to get into the military. And when he got in there and his uh, PT boat got sliced in half and the, the things that he did to try and save his crew. And, uh, you know, it, it, you had people, I think, that probably would have followed him anywhere. Right. I mean, now people follow somebody not because they respect him and not because they they have great admiration for them. Uh, they're following to see where the hell they're going because they, they probably don't know. It, it's not a matter of honor. It's not a matter of, it's a matter of curiosity. 
Remember those old jokes that came around about time when we had to do evaluations and some of the ones that came out about the military and this man would be out of his depth in a parking lot puddle. And, you know, I guess it's not new, but. No, but I don't, I, I, I don't see the, the uh, leadership here that has a following by folks who, who, really are capable of compromise because we're not which becomes so tribal because of these people mm -hmm. uh, on all sorts of levels you don't even have to talk about the military look at the whole business of the, the you know the, the the climate cult nonsense that's going on here here uh, in in uh, in the states and in Canada they, they the powers that be, have decided we must all drive electric cars by the year 2030, which is, by the way, seven years from now. The parking lots of dealerships are full of cars no one wants to buy because, A, they can't afford it, B, they don't do what they say to do, and three, C, there's nowhere to plug them in. Mm -hmm. okay? But it's a they took a political decision as opposed to a, a, a dealing with an environmental problem, which, which they still are unable to really prove to us that it's an environmental problem but and so that kind of leadership uh really starts to become suspect like why are you doing this yeah i think i mentioned too the other day that uh and i didn't even think about it it was somebody else on the flyby news that that came up and said what are we going to do with all our parking uh garages because they are geared to have a standard fossil fuel car which weighs X number of pounds. And now all these electric cars with their batteries and, uh, and until they get that weight down, what's that gonna do to the, the load structures? Yes, there's factors that are built into that, but you know, if you have 50 electric cars that add four extra tons, what's that gonna do to the parking grid structures and, and the stabilities? And you're right. Uh, I think my favorite ad is the one about the new electric Jeep and all these people are going out and running around the desert in their electric Jeeps, but I don't see enough <laughs> anywhere where they're going to plug them in and <laughs> be able to get back to where they came from. You know? That's an enormous scam. I'm sorry. And it's become evident that when you're talking about leadership, it's, that the, it's this kind of leadership that I'm referring to that has has, has basically painted us into into economic and uh, corners which have no there's no back door to this you know it's it's just debt upon debt upon debt which can't be paid back yeah. into a social corner where we become angry at everybody we, you know the, the the same leadership has made people who otherwise get along not get along um you know yeah. uh, uh, so they have no moral compass that i can see uh, anymore for a lot of these folks they think that being ethical is something that you read in books because they certainly aren't um and it's you know we live in some very uh dangerous times because these people yeah. uh have have, have no the, the, their teams have no depth because they have no principles they have no they have no moral compass they're thin-skinned when somebody questions them, they suddenly become the victims because you yeah. ask them a question. I, I love this one. 
You know, why did you do it? Don't ask me that question. Uh, why? You know, you come clean. Oh, you're just picking on me because, you know. Because it's Tuesday. We have oh, yeah, or, or, you know, anyhow, it's why they dress. The times when, when you had respect for, for course, for, for leaders is, is long ago, frankly. Yeah. I don't know how this will you know, manifests itself in in the, in the weeks and months ahead. But I don't. I see tough times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and again, going back to respect, whether you respected or whether you didn't, I, I, I see that uh, Henry Kissinger passed away. Yes, years yes. old. He was a hundred years old. And, uh, wow. and I'm going to tell you a story about Henry Kissinger and yours truly. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, sir. In 1980, in the fall of 1980, in, when I was still a immigration officer who had immigration duties at Toronto Airport, uh, Mr. Kissinger came in to do a um, speech uh, in, in Toronto. And, of course, he had a contract and a work permit. And I was sent out to the... To the uh, private airplane or air, air air arrival section of the airport at the time, which is at the far end of the field, uh, to sign his documents because he basically is coming to work in Canada, right? So I went off uh, and uh, he was waiting in the, in the little office that was set up there. Uh, his, his plane that brought him in took off and he came into, he was already in the office and I, you know, he had his paperwork and I signed off on it. And, you know, you're, you're kind of sitting around or standing around with a, a very famous person whose driver isn't showing up to take him to where he's supposed to go. So uh, I, I, he said, could I use your phone? I, I the, the person who's supposed to be here to pick me up isn't. I said, yeah, by all means. So uh, he he called and whoever he spoke to, they'll be here in about an hour. But the the office is in the, is a, is in a secure area on this on the periphery of the of the field, the airfield, and so you know someone's got to come and get him, and uh, so he had an hour to kill essentially, uh, and I basically was the person he was spending that hour with. And it was the most amazing hour I remember, you know, because uh, this this is a man who who had won the Nobel. Peace Prize in 72. He was a Secretary of State. He was a National Security Advisor under the Nixon administration. And you know what we talked about? Baseball. And places that he liked to visit around the world as a as a tourist, as a regular kind of guy. So you're actually yeah. saying, you know, like this is a guy that he's he's actually like you and me. Yeah. And it it uh, you know, I've never really talked about that because you know. In our in our work over the years, you do come across people of of fame one way or another because they cross international borders and they have to speak to someone along the way to have their passport stamped. To put it very simply, uh, but every so often, like in that case, you, I, you know, I spent, I would say, an hour with them with, with like people probably spent thousands of dollars to consult with a fellow like him. I got mm -hmm. it for free, and I will never forget what a what a pleasant individual he was. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, it was it was kind of a melancholy thing to hear about his passing yesterday at the ripe old age of a hundred, which is uh, which is pretty good. Very good. I know that a lot of people uh, did 
they didn't share his political views, or, and a lot of people did. But you know, here, here's a guy that, uh, regardless of your your political persuasion, um, as as uh, my measurement of him is that one hour I spent with him talking about things like you and I talk about, and it was just so uh, it left such an impression on me. Yeah, that, uh, I'll never forget it. Um, you know, and so anyhow, I thought I thought oh, I. Yeah. Well, I know what you mean. I, I like I worked at Vancouver Airport. <clears throat> same kind of thing. Never really met that many uh, politicians or politicos. Uh, lots and lots of actors. And, oh yeah. Uh, you know, for me, it was uh, George C. Scott and his wife Trish Vanderveer that came up, and and they were just the same thing. They they were letting people go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, and like, this is not. Usually, these guys want to get to the front of the line and get out and. and it turned out they were going to shoot a, a movie in a remote part of the province, and they had no idea what where this was, and they had no idea what they could do. And they spent an hour talking to the staff about what can you see, where can you go, what can you do. And you, yeah, it's amazing, you know, the, the people that you have on these pedestals that are really just like you and me. Yep. And uh, one of the things that I I recall over, over those years, uh, especially. Later on in my career, where I did meet some people officially who were up there, uh, the ones that had the meanest, if you will, persona in public were actually the nicest people you want to meet. The ones that had the nicest persona in public were creeps. It Mm. was, you know, it was such an interesting dichotomy that, and I can name names, I'm not going to do that, but that was that was my recollection and still is about. I thought that person was a real creep, as it turned out. And the other person who who, who I thought was a creep turned out to be the nicest person you want mm-hmm. to meet. So people, have, especially actors and those folks, they have a persona that they they, they put out there. Um, anyhow, but we're down to our last minute and a half. You know, so just, yeah. Uh, well, again, let's uh, let's talk to the audience. You know, we we tend to ramble. That's the way it is. We come across something and then it springs something else, but hit the like button and send us comments. Yep. Hit the like button and subscribe button. Picking up somebody else's thoughts and discussions and seeing if we can run with it. So, And if you like us, buy us a coffee. <laughs> and you can find that on, uh, on our X account. Or you can buy us a coffee. But we'll talk about that uh, in an upcoming episode. Plus, we have a, a guest, hopefully, in our next, uh, our next meeting. Yeah, we've got a couple of guests lined up. So hopefully, fingers crossed. Well, t- time to go. See Good you next week. Stay safe. Stay out of trouble. Talk to you soon. Okay.